You know, when I sing and I say, be good Spearsy. I know you do. Even before you met me, which is kind of <laughs> creepy. Travel back in time to the 80s, reliving the shenanigans. It was the early 80s, and sex was still a good way to meet new people. The disappointment. Now that's a real shame when folks be throwing away a perfectly good white boy like that. And the self-confidence. I'm six foot, three inches tall, and maintain a very consistent panda bear shape. Because just like you, we're stuck in the 80s. Sure, it's not 1985 right now, but who knows what tomorrow will bring. Welcome to Stuck in the 80s. It's your host, Steve Spears with TampaBay.com. And today, finally, we talk to former Minute Work frontman, Colin Hay. With me as always, he's no man at work. <laughs> man at rest. Sean oh, man in motion, baby. I'm John Parr. Great. <laughs> Sean Daly, what's up? How are you doing? You're very chipper today. I am. Friend. I'm really happy. It's a Friday. Everyone's. It really freaks me out when I'm in a lousy mood. Everyone around me is in a good mood. You used to always mock me for, for my behavior. Every morning I come in, we sit, as most people know, we sit right next to each other. And I'm like, hey, Spearsy. Hey. hey what's wrong, buddy? Uh, you know, I got so much work. You're terrible <laughs> mood. And then around noon... You pep up. Then we go out to eat, and we have lunch, and you're great. And then that post-lunch Spearsy is a beast. Why is that? Depends on what we eat. (laughs) Sexy Susie does it to me every time. Anyway, today's a very exciting day. It's Stuck in the 80s. Uh, It's our Colin Hay interview, and um, we have to be very honest with you guys right now, okay? We love, we adore Colin Hay. Uh, The interview, not so much. Right, Steve. It's not. It's not great, and it, but it has. There were there were conditions. There are reasons for why this might be the worst interview we've ever done. <laughs> I t- people out there who remember Tom Wopat, <laughs> I've never even heard the Wopat you will, interview. You will now forgive me. Because- Way to go, Wopat was the worst. Ringwald, yeah, and now, but now, yeah, this Colin one, Hay. This Robinson. Now here's the deal. Um, I think a few people are at fault. Uh, it happened uh, kind of late in the day. Steve and I were tired, but also uh, Colin Hay was about an hour and 15 minutes late with the interview, and the connection is terrible. It sounds like he's talking to us from the middle of Sunset Boulevard. and uh, Like literally standing. Literally standing with, with, with traffic whizzing by. And um, he's a little short with his answers. And yet, you know, maybe we were all just having a bad day. And so Steve and I talked about it, right, about whether we should give you this interview, and we decided yes. And why is that, Steve? Well, we've talked about it for so long, and everybody loves Men at Work, and people love Colin Hay, and rightfully so. And he, the information he will impart to you is still useful. <laughs> if you listen in between the, um, the, the semis. If you choose not to by. listen, it's approximately 8 minutes and 15 seconds long. <laughs> it's really that short. It's, eight, it's the shortest interview we've ever done. Uh, and um, eight painful minutes. You know, the here's the thing: hero worship is tricky business. Hero worship is tricky business. And even though you and I are journalists, you know, when we interview somebody, a lot of times we're we're huge fans of theirs, but we're also wearing the journalist hat as well. The report. I'm sure our friend Jeff in Cuba knows this. He interviews people, stuff like that. And but what happens is that when it goes poorly, uh, it kind of dings you up a little bit. 
it kind of takes you, you know, like all of a right. sudden we don't like Colin Hay as much as we once did. So after the interview, we're going to play our favorite Colin Hay solo songs yeah. to kind of uh, heal the wound a little bit, heal the world, right, as it were. So um, without further ado, eight <laughs> minutes, minutes and, and 15, 15 seconds. seconds. Of our Colin Hay interview, here it is. Hey, Colin. Yeah. Hey, this is Sean Daly. I'm the music critic at the St. Pete Times. How are you, Sean? Good. Thanks for talking to us today. Uh, I also have Steve Spears from TampaBay.com. All right. This interview, we couldn't have just one person. We needed two. It's our dream interview. Yeah, it's like a, it's almost a gang. <laughs> yeah, we're ganging up on you. Well, listen, you have a show at the Largo Cultural Center on March 31st. You have a, a new album coming out. But first of all, Steve and I have a bone to pick with you. Very bad. You do? Yeah. We, um, last year we saw you at, with Ringo Starr at Ruth Eckerd Hall in Clearwater. Yeah. And we were there for you. And you only did two songs. Yeah, but why why, why you... Um why are you picking the bone with me? Because that's not uh, that's not my call. That's Ringo's call. So you got a you got a bone to pick with Ringo, not yeah, me. I'm furious! I'm furious with the the fourth <clears throat> Beatle. So is that how it works? Now, do, are there nights where you would get like three or four songs, or does everybody get two? No, everyone gets two. Yeah. Hey, um, you know, uh, Colin, we really like uh, we're big fans of of your whole body work, but especially your your solo work. And uh, that's been given kind of like new life in uh, the 21st century by Zach Braff and on Scrubs and in Garden yeah. State. How did that relationship come about, you and Zach? Well, he he used to come and see me play at um, at, at this place that I play at called Largo, actually in uh, in, in Hollywood. Where and uh, so he used to come and see me play before he was in that show many many years ago. We have a mutual friend, so he used to just come and see me play and. Uh, he had my CDs and took them into the producers and creators of the show, and they started to license my songs, and they had me on there, so they've been very, uh, very good to me. It must be kind of cool, though, to have all these like new fans come up to you and reference uh, this totally new facet of your career, and it's not all the same, you know, uh, men at work down under stuff. Now you have people talking about Scrubs and 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 you know. It's been happening kind of gradually uh, over the last. Uh, you know, over the last 20 years, really, but but in the last five years, it seems to have been um, taken a bit more of a hold because of Scrubs, for sure. Uh, that's cool. Hey, speaking of uh, Waiting for My Real Life to Begin, which is one of your great solo hits, can you tell me, like, the genesis of that song a bit or how it came about? Well, I was I was working with a, a drummer, a friend of mine, uh, a guy called Tom Mooney, uh-huh. and uh, a guy who... Uh, came up with the title of the song and uh, I was just working with him in the studio and one day he came over and I said how are you doing Tom and uh, he said oh you know Carl I'm just waiting for my real life to begin <clears throat> and I thought what a great title for a song so the song just popped out uh, there and then and that's how it was born but it seems to be a, a, one of those songs that a lot of different people can can, hang, can get a handle on because we all do it. We all think that tomorrow or next week or next year everything's going to be everything's going to be cool. You know, Colin, I got a question for you. I uh, two of my favorite songs are uh, "Beautiful World" and "Are You Looking at Me." What was the second one? Uh, are you looking at me? 
Are you looking at me? Yeah, and I always, I always thought that there was kind of an autobiographical feel to those two songs. I mean, were there, are those songs about you? Um, uh, yeah, yeah, more or less. Yeah, I mean, every of the world is just about kind of about you know ritualizing the simple things in life when you when you when you can't do the things you used to do anymore. <laughs> You know, you have to, you have to, um, you have to give meaning to certain things uh, that that are important, and sometimes those things are very simple. When, when people love your live performances, and, and it's almost because, in a way, your songs are almost like stories. Have you have you ever been tempted to sort of write down the story of your life? Yeah, yeah, I've started it a few times, but I've never finished it. <laughs> I, people, people have been coaxing me for the last few years to write something but uh, you know I don't feel like it yet yeah. um, let me let me take you back to the early 80s um, you know when MTV started the very first video I ever saw was uh, Be Good Johnny the um, you know what's really funny to me though is that 1983 you guys win um, the Grammy for best new artist um, were you you beat out bands like Asia the Human League Stray Cats were you, were you afraid or I mean, have you ever thought about the whole idea that you know there's a curse for the people who uh, win that award I didn't. I didn't then, but I have a few times since. <laughs> <laughs> I, I know you. I know you're on record a lot of times as saying that you know a men at work reunion is pretty much not going to happen. But uh, are, are you ever tempted when you see other Australian bands reunite for like the uh, Bushfire Appeal concerts? Uh, I did that. I played with Greg when I was uh, about a month ago down in Melbourne um, for the Bushfire Appeal. How'd it go? Great. We did a big television show. They raised a lot of money. Very good. Did you guys start banding about ideas for a, a bigger what? tour? What's that? Did you guys start banding about ideas for a bigger tour, maybe? No. <laughs> no. Greg and I did Men at Work tours from 96 until, until, until 2002. So we were, we were touring as Men at Work for six years. We went all over the world, and uh, it wasn't, you know, it wasn't all the original members, but it was, it was uh, Men at Work, uh, you know, under the banner of Men at Work. Right. Hey, but, you know, the thing is that, the thing about that is that it's, um, it's not that I, I have anything, it's not like I have anything particularly against it. You know, it's not like I'm going, oh, you know, I never want to, I love being a Men at Work. Men at Work was a very important band for me, a very important time, and. I have nothing, you know, nothing but, uh, uh, you know, I, I love being a part of it. But, but the thing is, when people ask me about it, I think to myself, the reason why I say no is because I know the people. <laughs> so I know that it wouldn't happen, not because of me, but because of, you know, because of other people. So it's not, um, it's not like I'm, you know, um, necessarily stopping something like that you know hey uh hey Colin the new album what's uh, what's the release date on that what I don't know I think in June or July is it still called American so. Sunshine yeah hey I, I, here's kind of a, an artsy question for you how do you know when something is done like how do you know when an album is complete and ready to be mastered how do you know when the record's done? Yeah, how do you know when something is done, when a song is finished? 
Well, you have to listen to the song. Because if you listen to a song, it'll speak to you. And it'll say to you, in between the groups, if you listen very carefully, you'll hear this little voice saying, I'm done. I'm done. <laughs> Hey, when we see you in Largo on March 31st, will you do some new stuff? Yeah, some old stuff, new stuff, whatever springs to mind. It'll be great. You know, that, good. that show, we were told that show is almost sold out. Oh, that's excellent. That's excellent news. It's very good news. We're excited to see you. Finally, after the Ringo thing, Ringo shafted us, and finally we get to hear a full Colin Hay show. Good man. That's the spirit. So there he is, the great Colin Hay. Are you sure that wasn't Tom Wopat again? <laughs> I don't know. You know what? You, you guys, you're great about sending us letters and let us know what you think. Maybe it was us. There was a lot of things that were going wrong. Yeah. Well, now, first of all, we never do interviews. When we do interviews here at Stuck in Yeezys, it's usually like middle of the day, before or after the sexy Susie. And, uh, <laughs> you know, we're usually somewhat still lucid. This was like at 7.15 at night. Yeah, things were, it was weird. It was a lot of bad things had compounded to make this an yeah. unfortunate interview. However, we're also going to write a story, run some of the interview oh, yeah. in the paper. And you know what? I bet that looks great on paper. It does look great. Uh, now, Colin's touring right now. He is uh, on, he's playing uh, the Largo Cultural Center on March 31st. Mm -hmm. Should be, that's a nice small venue. It's a perfect venue to see someone like him at. Um, we mentioned during the interview, I don't know that everyone's caught on to this. That we saw him once before at Ruth Eckerd Hall. He was part of the Ringo Star All Star Band last summer. Right. We were and furious. We, and Sean, and for those of you who don't know the story, here it is real quick. We went to this to the show pretty much to see him and Billy Squire. Right. We did not go to see Ringo. No, we although, didn't. Although it would have been nice had we gotten to meet Ringo, but we didn't. We got to meet nobody. So we go to the show, and we're thinking, we're thinking, how many songs will Colin get? He'll get four or five. Four probably. or five at least. He's Colin Hay. We're thinking, you know, four or five for Billy. Uh, Colin Hay gets two songs, and he played a... Uh, um, are you looking at me, and who can it be now? Yeah. Okay, so he played one new song and one old song. That was it. And the show ends, and it was the most heartbreaking moment you would ever see. Sean Daly does not want to leave his seat. <laughs> did it. He's convinced... That even though they've all come out and given their final bows, that somehow, deep in his heart, he believes Colin Hay is going to come back out again and play a couple more songs. And it didn't happen. I mean, I literally had to... You were mad at me, though, because the second half of that show, you saw what was going on, that we weren't going to get a lot of Colin Hay. Yeah. And you started to get really surly. Like, you were just kind of stubborn, like, I want to go now. I, I kind of I'm, I'm the internal optimist, usually, and I just didn't want to... Part of me is still in Ruth Eckerd Hall waiting for Colin <laughs> yeah. to, to I was thinking we could have scooted out of there early. We could have gotten some wings because that's when I was still <laughs> eating the meat. It would have been great, but you denied me my final request as a meat Anyway, we love Colin Hay still, and what we like to do for you now is play five of our uh, favorite Colin Hay solo uh, songs. He's got a great body of solo work. Yeah. Of course, we talked about the Scrubs thing a bit. He's had a really fascinating career. You know, also, too, he has a great reputation as a live performer. 
And so we're looking forward to that on um, on March 31st um, in Largo. Right. And just go to his official website. I'm pretty sure it's ColinHay.com. But anyway, let's play five. So um, without further ado, are you ready? Here we go. Number five. And I know more than one thing, and not more than two or three. And I'll tell you if you'll listen, and I'll tell you for free. It's no life being a cowboy and eating all them beans. Coffee's cold and the herd is gone. And all you've got's your dreams You can always put your spurs back on But save them for Halloween You're better off heading north Or somewhere you've never been Are you looking at me? Yes, the title cut off his uh, latest album And he played that in concert It's, it's nice, it's nicely done It's sort of autobiographical as he uh, tells us during the interview Well, or you told us he been he barely did, but yeah, that's a fun song. Uh, and this next one uh, was on the Garden State soundtrack. Here it is. Number four. That if I lived till I was a hundred and two, I just don't think. I I love I Just Don't Think I'll Get Over You. Oh, that's great. I didn't know when I... Now, that movie I remember seeing for the first time, and I knew nothing about it ahead of time. I didn't know who Zach Braff was, because I, I wasn't watching uh, Scrubs at that point. I don't even know. Was, it, was Scrubs already on at that point? I think it was. Yeah. I, I wasn't watching the TV show. I didn't know anything about the movie. I didn't... I had no preconceptions whatsoever, and it was just a beautiful movie with a, with a fantastic song in it. I am not to- totally buying into Zach Braff's generational angst. But I think he's got good taste in music. Do <laughs> you think he's got angst? <laughs> yeah, you're teasing me, right? I think right? he's just like a, one of the three stooges. <sighs> he's angsty. He's, okay. He thinks he's speaking for a generation. What's next on the list? Number three. So my, 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 it's a beautiful world. I like swimming in the sea. I like to go out beyond the white breakers. Where a man and still be free Or a woman if you are one I like swimming in the sea yeah. Now, Beautiful World oh. is uh, one of my... F- this, is, this is my number one pick. If I had to pick n- number one. But uh, we have to do this as a joint show. And Sean, oh, Sean vetoed. No. Sean, you did. I love Beautiful World. I know. But I chill out. I play with my kids. It's a great song. I play Russian roulette. <laughs> Shots of tequila. It's, it's not as good as number two, though. Yeah, here we go. Number two. And you say, be still, my love. Open up your heart. Let the light shine in. Don't you understand? I already have a plan. I'm waiting my real life to begin. Oh, now this. Screw Zach Braff. This song talks to me. I don't think I've ever heard... I've heard his version a couple times, but the version I most know is the version that you hear in Scrubs when the cast sings it. Oh, yeah. And uh, it's nice. You can get all that stuff on YouTube. It's weird how many of his songs are basically taken from a phrase that someone just kind of... Uh, utters to him. There's another song called "Looking for Jack," 
which is about I think Jack Nicholson, and uh, it's basically like everyone here is looking for Jack, and it he just nice he picks up these little phrases and turns them into songs. It's kind of nice, you know. I just I, I shouldn't kick myself about that interview, but like his ties, you tried to get to that about he's been you know Scotland, Australia, but now L.A. and he's very much tied to L.A. now. And that's a certain mindset there that we really didn't get into. But he writes a lot about L.A. And I think he did. Uh, he was on Larry the what Larry Sanders. Uh, probably. Everybody was on Larry Sanders. I mean, <laughs> and he did a song about L.A. on there. It's just there's something about him. I can't pin it down. I mean, because he 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 lived in Scotland until he was a I think what a teenager maybe or like a, a preteen. Moves to Australia. That's where Men at Work forms. Um, and then at some point in his career, you know, relocates to LA. And I mean, I mean, you have fond feelings for LA. I, I don't. Love it. I don't. And I say that as someone who's never been there. You know why I like LA? Because shallow. Everyone's shallow, but nice, just like me. Exactly. That is. That does really. I, I'm not afraid to admit that. I shallow, know. but nice. That's key. <laughs> the world would be a lot better if everyone were like me and shallow, but nice. Probably true. Give me a hug. Okay. Squeeze. Well, while we anyway, play the number one song, yeah, maybe? number one song. Uh, you, some of you are probably gripe and guff that it's not a solo song, but this version very much is the solo Colin Hay experience, and I'm still waiting at Ruth Eckert Hall for him to play this number one. Number one. Day after day, it reappears. Night after night, my heartbeat shows. Another day. It's a beautiful song. Ugh. Overkill. I think the first time I heard it was in Scrubs. When the, you the acoustic overkill. Yeah. Oh man, is that I can't wait to hear him play this. When you um when you go back and you look at the men at work catalog, um is there I mean our our list would be slightly different, obviously, because we wouldn't have the four Oh, you're talking about the top five Men at Work songs. I mean, Overkill would probably still be my number one. Number one, mine. Two would probably be... I like It's a Mistake. Yeah. What? It's a mistake, Spearsy. This whole interview, the interview was, was a mistake. mistake. Uh, I think I would lean towards uh, Be Good Johnny. And I know You love that song. What is it about that song that you adore? I, it's like I told Colin. It was the very first video I saw when I someone gave me a tape of all these MTV videos because I didn't have cable. Be good, be good. Be there was good, something be good. beautiful about that song, and it just ends great. You know, when I sing and I say, Be Good Spearsy. I know you do. Even before you met me, which is kind of <laughs> creepy. Oh, well, well, there you go. We're going to have a great time at his show, but we're going to have an even better time now with a little thing called The Segments. Ah, the majesty of reader mailbag. And because my buddy Sean Daly has been a really busy guy this week, I have picked out the emails. And there's a reason. I sought vindication after last week's hair metal show. Yeah, most of these letters totally kiss your ass. I know, and I love that about our listeners. You know, your li- your fans, my fans, we just want to hang out and drink and have fun. Your fans, Steve Spears fans, it's like this bizarre psychosexual relationship you have with them. No, it's like this con- one of them. It's this constant game of reassurance with you. We love you, Spearsy. Wait, do you hear? You ready? 
Our first letter chosen by Stephen Q. Spears is from Matthew Katz. Oh, Lord. Wait to hear this one. Dear Spearsy. No Sean. No Sean on there. Dear Spearsy, I had no intention to hurt you. I had a feeling that when I didn't hear back from you, that you were going to read my criticism of you on the show. I have to say that I want you to keep doing the worst shows. I think they are great. Yes, you sacrifice a few sacred cows, but looking back, isn't that a lot of fun? And hey, I love the Pet Shop Boys, Spearsy. Hell, I even love Phil Collins' the studio. We all have the things we love and the things we loathe. I remember when I was in graduate school. I was blasting Steve Perry's Oh Sherry, and one of my fellow grads came in screaming to turn it off. She was about 10 years older than me, so culturally that song was on the trash pile for her. Anyway, great show. And please tell Sean that we all love him, dot, 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 like a brother. But we can never love him the way we love you. I think my wife knows about our affair. Shh, don't tell VGF unless she wants to join in. Good times, Matthew Katz. Brilliant. Brilliant. Holy shit. <laughs> but we could never love him the way we love you. That's how you get onto Reader Mailbag, my friends. <laughs> reader, reader Ball Bag is more like it. Oh, oh my Christ. God. I'm telling you, we got at least, I don't know, we probably got more email this week than any Jesus other. And, and that's just Christ. a sample. I, I wish right. I could pick out some more. Our next letter is from Mr. Derek Taylor. And Derek Taylor says, Dear Steve and Sean, thank you so very much for your last podcast. I thought it was almost genius that you started by acting like you will be addressing the foreigner issue, but then switched to hair metal songs. It was great. I agree that Def Leppard is not really a hair metal band. And I think Bon Jovi started as a hair rock band and then went to a plain rock band. Once again, thank you for the great podcast. I think it was your best. Derek Taylor. All right, straight up. We like that one. Uh, but do you think that was our best podcast? Hair metal? Because we've had two or three people who Dude, said that that was as, our best. I forget him as soon as I do him. I'm a wreck. What did, really, going back to Matthew Katz, did he flame us on that last show? Yeah, he had a really nasty email. Really? Yeah. I have to go back and listen to that. Uh, hair metal was a really good one. We came out, actually, we'll give you guys a little inside baseball. I came out of that show loving hair metal, and you came out not sure if it was any good. And you, you kind of uh, rope-a-dope me. A lot of times with that, like, uh, I don't know, man. I don't know if this <laughs> one's going to work. And then it's like when you produce on Saturday that you're like, genius! <laughs> it's, and it's nothing I do. It's just that sometimes... You're an Eeyore. Yeah, kind of. <sighs> okay, <All right>. Davey. <laughs> <laughs> All right, thank you, Derek Taylor, for that good letter. Okay, this, this next one's a monster, and i got to apologize. I haven't read it yet. But this is from Brother Ron in Dallas. Hey, Steve and Sean. I've been listening to the show for a while now. And while I've been tempted to send emails regarding several of your previous shows, your hair metal show has finally given me the incentive I needed to follow through. I'm a proud child of the 80s, and that podcast brought back some interesting memories. However, not all of them are fond ones, especially anything regarding that effing white snake. <laughs> Granted, a younger Tawny Katayan makes for great visuals, but holy crap! If I never hear anything off that White Snake album again, it'll be too soon. Well said, my friend. During the summer of 88, I was a cook at a pizza hut in San Antonio, Texas. I love that. That's almost as good as in college I had a mustache. Anyway, back to Brother Ron. We had a jukebox at that pizza hut. 
that had some great tunes on it, but all the customers ever wanted to play was every single song off the White Snake album. Working five and six hour shifts, trapped under a speaker and hearing nothing but nonstop White Snake was akin to Deer Hunter esque torture. It's a good line. After a couple of months of this, my coworkers and I had had enough. We rigged up the jukebox, jukebox to play only what songs we wanted to hear, thus regaining some semblance of sanity. So to any customers that wanted to hear White Snake while they enjoyed their pan pizzas but got screwed out of 25 cents instead, well, I still don't apologize. To this day, I can't listen to Here I Go Again without having to repress seeing fits of apoplectic rage. Anyway, guys, just wanted to say thanks for the years of great podcasts, and please keep them coming. Take it easy, Brother Ron in Dallas. Nicely done. That was very funny. I love Pizza Hut. I haven't had it in so long. I like it, too. I liked it. I remember when Pan Pizza came out. It was just like the second coming. It was yeah. Like, oh. <laughs> All right, we go on. We have two more. Or one more, I'm sorry. From Sean Mulcahy. Hi, Steve and Sean. I've just got to say, it's a good thing you two are so good together, because the music in your hair metal show was just appalling. I didn't like hair metal then, and I sure as hell don't like it now. Don't get me wrong. I like metal as much as the next man. Motorhead and Iron Maiden both float my boat. You don't hear a lot of Iron Maiden fans that say the term float my boat, do you? It's very British. But Jesus, that crap you were playing, dot, 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 dot. Oh, well, on the bright side, the only way... uh, Oh, well, on the bright side, the only way up... (laughs) (laughs) Don't just say the only way... Oh, well, on the bright side, the only way is up, surely. Unless you're doing the top 20 Christian middle-of-the-road hits of 1983 next week. Well, at least you're still very, very funny. All the best, Sean Motorhead Mulcahy. Some good letters there. Yeah, I like him. But that Matthew Katz one, man, that's hard to beat. (laughs) But we can never love him the way we love you. Jeez. Hey, uh, Matthew, uh, VGF is coming to town next week, so if you want to send a photo, I'll I'll get a ruling from her on whether or not you can join in. You're asking this guy to send you a picture. It's for VGF. He'll probably be nude. Cat sounds unstable. Cats, cats don't send a photo. <laughs> All right. Well done, guys. More letters, please. All you have to do is send them to stuckinthese at tempe.com. Just make sure your wife doesn't know about our secret affair. Shh. What's happening, hot stuff? Ah, uh, by the sound of the gong, it must be time for Mystery Movie Moment. Hey, it's the weekly segment where I play a snippet of a movie from the 80s, and if you can get it right, I have a slew of uh, prizes that have just arrived from David at sunofnostalgiazone.com. Sean, was, you remember when this box arrived? It was like oh Christmas my, yeah, morning. It was crazy. David is a god to us now. Um, sunofnostalgiazone.com is a, was a website that has a lot of retro souvenirs and pop cultural trinkets from uh, e. 60s, e. 70s, cards, 80s, yeah. 90s. We got uh, an entire set of E.T. trading cards. Um, Lots of band pins, bow wow wow. Occasional uh, stuck in the eighties co-host Stephanie Hayes received a New Kids on the Block watch. Yeah, just like yeah. the one she used to have when she was a wee little lass. She's um, still wee. Uh, <laughs> She's like three eight. Mister Roboto sticks tour program from nineteen eighty three. So I'm going to package up. There's a Mad Ball in there. We're going to package up some of that and give that away to some of the future winners. But in the meantime, pay attention. Here was last week's mystery movie moment. We're all missing the big picture. Daly, got any guess on this one? No idea. Creator, the uh, <laughs> 80s movie with Peter O'Toole and Virginia Madsen. Mm, oh, I, like I love me I, some yeah, Virginia, I like Madsen. Virginia Madsen. The um, hot spot. Don oh, yeah. Johnson, remember that? Yeah. Oh, all you have to do man, is read the blog, and so hot. I give away what the 
the answer is going to be every week because I start yakking, yakking, yakking nonsensically about uh, about whatever movie it is I'm going to quote from. Creator, nobody won that. Two people. You want to say their name since you... Uh, oh, you're afraid. Yeah, our good friend Kevin Winch and brother Ron in Dallas. Yes, indeed. They'll be getting something in the mail. It might just be nothing. Could be the E.T. soap. Ew. There's really? an E.T. soap that... Uh, that that's is Elliot on the soap too? Is that really <laughs> in is the that soap, kind of wrong? That I'd be in the, like in the ET. Uh, ET is touching Elliot in, in his private spot. <laughs> He's showing him how to bathe. <laughs> this is how like we ET bathe. ET and Elliot are on the soap, and here I am scrubbing my privates <laughs> with the soap mold of a young boy. That just seems wrong. It'll, it could be <laughs> not this wrong. Me scrubbing my balls with an alien. <laughs> <laughs> just the young boy part is weird. The alien makes total sense. <laughs> Oh God! Pay attention. That's Here an, is uh, this IT. week's IT. Turn on my heart light. <laughs> Here is this week's mystery clip. The lady said the proprietors ordered the school closed. Now, as I see it, we are the proprietors. Okay, Daly, you've been waiting a lifetime for this. Uh, that is ET Bone Home. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's going oh, off the rails. I blame Colin Hay. <laughs> If you know it, email us at stuckinnews@tempe.com. Next week, you can be a wiener, too. Ah, the mystical refrain of Name That 80s Tune. Hey, signature event here on Stuck in the 80s. Time to see if you can name a snippet of a song from the 80s. Uh, my best uh, advice to you, start listening to Hero Trash. No, Pay- this week's. No, nah, this week's is a little different. Yes. Pay attention. Here was last week's mystery clip. Ah, yes, that's Don't Change by In Excess. Don't change for you. Don't change a thing for me. Don't change for you. Don't change a thing for me. Finally. A little down under action. I love In Excess. See, we're starting to pull out of all that crap music you were playing. What? Finally, we're getting back to some real good music, some good rock and roll. I love In Excess. This is, you know, this is actually one of the few songs they had. I remember, I remember the video real well. I remember their pull up on the truck. Yeah. Yeah. And um, <laughs> nice sound effect. I know. I can't sing, but I can do a good uh, synthesizer. Can you sing a little bit? No. Like, don't change. No. Come on. No. Don't change. Oh, there that was go. so gentle, like a little boy in the rain. <laughs> Or in the shower. <laughs> With ET soap. <laughs> Wrong. Hey, we only had a couple winners. Nobody uh, won this. You know, everyone was so busy kissing our ass last week with the emails that everyone forgot to answer the actual question. Uh, some of the winners include Paul Mann, Gary and Gilroy, and, of course, Brother Ron in Dallas. All right, that's about enough out of Brother Ron in yeah. Dallas. He's yep. got his, you know who else actually get this right? And we never give him his credit on the show. Um, Cylon in Detroit, who's a good friend of Vegas Girlfriend. Yeah. And Cylon is the best. I mean... Uh, Cylon. How would you spell something like that? Cylon? Cylon? Yeah. Just like the Battlestar Galactica character. <laughs> yeah, I repeat. How would you spell something <laughs> like that? It's the Detroit version. So how come you didn't let Cylon win? Oh, because he's uh, oh, connected he... to the VGF? No, it's he's, like... no, he always wins. I just I always forget because you know, I consider him a friend of the podcast. He's like Peter Kofsky and stuff. Yeah, he's my go-to guy when I always ask him at the end, every time we post an episode, you know, how was it? And, you know, was it pretty good? And no, Cylon's a good guy. He's, in fact, uh, him and uh, Vegas girlfriend are going to drag Queen Bingo tomorrow night. Should be a hoot. Oh, well, that proves that they're both good people. Yeah, exactly. Pay attention. Here's this week's mystery clip. 
if you know it, email us at stuckinies at tempe.com and you too can be watching with Elliot and E.T. If you're not ready to give up on mullets in Madonna, log on to Stuck in the 80s, just one of the many blogs you'll find at tampabay.com, the website of the St. Petersburg Times. Relive the music, movies, and culture of the greatest decade ever, only at tampabay.com. Hey, you guys getting tired of hearing the commercial yet? You know why you're hearing the commercial? Not enough fan greetings. What's up with that? Oh, sure, we send the letters, but we don't want to give a call in. I mean, I know it's a little pressure, but come on. We're like family now. I've begged people to do it. They're like, uh. just call in, say hi. The number's right there you know, in the well, blog. You don't have to be that super clever. You don't have to write a script. Just call and say, hey, I'm Joe Blow from, you know, whatever, Akron, Ohio, and I'm stuck in the 80s. And we'll put some funky music underneath yeah, it. Yeah, be great. And you'll be good to go. Then Joe Blow can show all his friends. Look, I'm on iTunes now. It's free. Two ways of doing it. Go to the blog, blogs.tampa.com slash 80s. I update it every single day, 365 days a year. Um, there's a toll-free number there. All you have to do is call it, leave the message, or uh, record it on your computer with your own microphone. Just send me, the, send me the MP3 file. You know, we ask celebrities to do bumpers for the show. Yeah, they do them. Yeah, just say. Just yeah, that's all you have to do. Speaking of celebrities. Yes. Oh well, my, I'm glad you're going to bring Oh, this. my God. We just had the best interview. Right before we recorded this Ever. Show. Yep. Ever. Well, maybe. Are you saying ever better than Brian Johnson? I don't know. It, it was fun. It was fun. Tell him who we interviewed. Michael McKeon from Spinal Tap. The great Michael McKeon. Oh, God. Lenny of Lenny and Squeaky. It was a nice fame. change of pace after the uh, Colin Hay debacle. You know what? It was just a... God, it, after the Colin Hay, just everything went poorly with that. Um, and we'd love another chance to talk to Colin Hay. Oh, yeah. I know, hope we get to meet him at the show. I, I hope we're going to get a chance to meet him at the show. Shake his hand. Yeah, but Michael McKeon was great. Everything you hear about... Uh, about tap, about the other movies, about like his start as a mu- musician. A little bit of Laverne and Shirley in there. Yeah, a little bit of Planes, Trains, and Automobiles oh, in there. Which, some really I, good did stuff. I look like I was in heaven I when know. he was giving the inside scoop When he started leaning back and he lit that cigarette, that was bad. <laughs> the, um, now, that show's not coming out for a while, so don't start bugging us for it. Because uh, Spinal Tap, the three guys from Spinal Tap, Chris, uh, Christopher Guest, Harry Schur, and uh, the great Michael McKeon, are touring on the uh, Unwigged and Unplugged tour. It starts, uh, I believe, in mid-April. It hits Tampa Bay on May 8th. I will be there with Vegas Girlfriend right before we start a nice yeah, it's Key the, West the vacation. Yeah, beautiful Mahaffey Theater in downtown yeah. St. Petersburg. So we'll, we'll be there. Uh, I don't know if Sean will be there. Yeah, I think I'm going to go. Will you? Yeah. I'm going to sit right between you and Vegas Girlfriend. Okay. What are you guys doing? What's going you have a little tub of popcorn in your lap. <laughs> I'm gonna pull it. Yeah, so, wine glass. So closer to that time, we'll we'll unveil the magnificent. It's a great uh, interview. I oh. can't wait till you guys hear that interview. And it got us off the schneid from that horrific, yeah, Colin Hay experience. I'm sure, even Colin, though we still love Colin. Yeah, God, his music speaks for itself. And sure. In fact, we're gonna end with still with what my is my all time favorite minute work classic. In the meantime, you stay with us, Colin Hay, Michael McKean, the whole damn bunch of us, except for Brother Ron in Dallas. <laughs> Nah, he's, he's great. We love him too because right. we're all stuck in the 80s. Stuck in the 80s is produced by the St. Petersburg Times and TampaBay.com. Special thanks to Check Battery Daily for providing music for the credits. Read the blog at blogs.tampabay.com and remember to subscribe to the podcast at iTunes.